What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother, and we back with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother, and today we have the one and only, the artist known as Jay Versatile. What's going on, my man? What's up, big bro? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you for giving me some time, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime. Anytime, bro. Well, well, thank you, man. Um, as I tell everybody and try to break it down for all my guests, you know, the whole purpose of my show is really trying to, um, you know, expose our younger generation to a lot of positive role models and a lot of people doing the right thing, you know, living out their dreams, you know, being successful and all those things. This is another that it is possible and trying to guide them on the right path, you know, lead them down the right way. So, um, you know, seeing what you've been doing, I mean, you've seen your followers, your, your, your history with your music and everything like that, you're doing really, really big things. Um, and it's somebody that I really want to sit down and talk to so they can, again, you know, people who look like us, who are like us, come from more situations, know it's possible. We can get up and then do wonderful things, man. So thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for having me too, bro. No, most deaf, most deaf. So um, as I ask everybody, man, the very first question to everybody on the show is um, to you, um, what do you think are some of the main characteristics or main qualities that make up a good person or a good man? Uh, the main characteristics got to be, for me, uh, leading by example. Mm. Um, having a uh, emotional good mindset. Um, you have to have an emotional good mindset to be uh, a, a great leader and a man should have that they, they gotta have that um, you have to respect others opinions you have to give other people uh, room to talk and you have to listen uh, a man should always have to listen because uh, to be a good man you have to sometimes follow a good man you have to listen to a good man so you have to do that and um, and just listening to what others got to say, you know, because every you know, not everybody, not what everybody says is good. Uh, and sometimes not everybody says it's bad, but you always want to listen. It's something that maybe it's something you can correct or something you can take and go farther with it. You know, what I'm saying so. Always listen to what others got to say. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's important. I think that that, that goes around to um, one of my guests said last week is having an open mind. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think it's very, very important because you need to allow yourself to expose yourself to different things. And that's, that's how you get better. That's how you grow and develop and, and learn. Because if you have, um, I, I think, that, you know, what the saying is that they say, you know, a jack of all trades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's very important because you have to have a lot of qualities. Um, and that, that right. quote, there's a full extension to that quote where it says, a, um, uh, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but still always better than a master of one. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, sure. so the, the more you expose yourself to different things, the more you learn, you know, the more things you have in your arsenal, the more tools you have um, to be better and to attack and face different situations and to be able to to talk to different people. Right. Um, you know, I think that that's one of, you know, to my own home, one of my best parts about myself is that I love sitting down and listening to, to everybody. That's why, again, I love doing this show because I get to meet and talk to so many different people, yeah. so many different mindsets and understand and learn and grow and develop. And that that's so important. Uh, but one thing that you said there that really stood out that I want you to elaborate a little bit more on is you said that, you know, having um, an emotional, a strong emotional mindset. So what does that mean to you? Man, you have to have your emotions intact in this generation. Yes. Uh, 
uh, having a good emotional mindset helps me go in the studio and do what I got to do. And it makes me, it makes me not uh, um, lie about how I feel in my songs. You know, it, it, when you listen to my songs, you, you will feel every single thing. And that's all emotion, whether it's, whether it's uh, positive emotion, uh, whether it's just love, uh, whatever I'm bringing to the table, you're going to feel it because it's true. And the reason why it's true, because I have it intact. I have my mindset intact. Um, I have my emotional um, balance with uh, every, try, try to have my emotional balance with everything in life, with, with if, um, if it's my girl, if it's my parents, uh, other artists, it doesn't matter because everybody has an emotion, but everybody mm-hmm. It's not uh, brave and confident enough to show their emotion. Mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, I would show you my emotion. I would tell you how I feel. And like I say, when you listen to my songs, you will feel how I feel. And, and, I, and I think that is um, one, one thing that every artist should have, their emotions intact, their mindset uh, up to par, because it plays a major big role when, you, um, when you're letting um, other people listen to your songs. You know what I'm saying? So, And it keeps you, and sometimes, well, not sometimes, most of the time in this generation, it keeps you different. It stands you out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because everybody hiding their emotions behind drugs or guns or whatever the case may be in these uh, videos and yes. songs. And yeah. it may sound good, man, but uh, what you, what they do is not real. You know, what these other rappers do is not real. You know what I'm saying? You go behind the scenes. Like, I went behind the scenes one time, and this guy had a music video. He had guns and he had drugs. But you go behind the scenes, he's not doing none of that stuff in real life. It's just for show. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I go out and do something like that and hide behind that and not show my true emotion and who I am, I can be in jail for the rest of my life. Him, on the other hand, he's good because that's that's what he's getting paid to portray. That right, right. I, I'm a drug dealer. Uh, I got guns and I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for war for with our own brothers and sisters. I'm ready for war with them. Where he's really not like that behind the scenes. He's not. And I had to learn that for myself. Like, Okay, my emotion has to be intact. I has to I have to um not hide behind guns and drugs and find other things to um heal pain. So they say I have to be a man and have to talk about my pain to whoever whoever may listen and maybe they can help me with my pain or pray to God about my pain, not you know, hide behind these uh substances and weapons and all that stuff. So that's what I mean by having your emotion intact, you know, um having a good way to express it too. It helps when you express your emotions to other people, it really helps. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to bring, you know, tie into that a lot because that's that's mainly that's how I got into doing this show, really, you know, mm-hmm. going down and and trying to, um, you know, get my emotions in check. Like my daughter, I got two kids. Um, my daughter's six now. Um, and one thing I constantly tell her and I want her to learn is to learn how to control her emotions and be in charge right. of her emotions. Um, you know, when she comes home from school and like, oh, daddy, someone so said this and they made me mad. I'm like, don't let them do that. Don't right. you decide whether you're mad, whether you're happy, whether you're whatever you want to feel. It's up to you. It's your decision. Don't let anybody control that. And it's OK to express yourself. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, you want to be in complete and total control of your own emotions. Um, and like you said that, too, I think, um, you know, growing up from what we were used to and what we've seen and stuff is that we were trained, especially as young men. Um, mm-hmm. You can't have no feelings. You're not allowed to show any emotion. Don't show exactly. these girls you love them. Don't show people you scared. Don't cry. Don't get upset. Don't, you know, we're, we're, we're trained to bury and hide our emotions. And that's why a lot of us do turn to either, you know what I'm drugs. saying, um, drugs, yeah. number one, alcohol, you know, over-sexualization with women. You know what I mean? All these different outlets to try to 
feel something right you know what i mean like to feel something and and, and like perfect example man for myself and i've learned this over the last couple of years right mm-hmm. is that um you know i bottle up so much of my emotions that when i get angry you know i gotta go outside and inflict some kind of pain to myself so it's like either beating some more like i'm running out and i punch down this wood this wood fence and my hands were all cutting up and bleeding. And if you look in the white, because I want to feel something. I need to feel something. You know what I mean? Like That's how I am, too. That's, that's, how, <laughs> that's how I was, too. That's how I was, too. You know? And, and it's because of that being trained and, and being so emotionally unbalanced, mm-hmm. you know, where we we lash out and create all these different things. And 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 leading to the show is I started, which I'm I'm, I'm sure you probably heard of him, uh, Mr. Jason Wilson. Right. Um, you know, which I've, I've read his book. I don't know if you had a chance to, but Cry Like a Man, I've, I've li- I read that book. Um, and it really opened up my eyes to so much of myself and really helped me learn a lot about myself and mainly about emotions right. um, and feelings and being as a man and being able to express certain things and seeing a lot of things that, you know, I was doing to, you know, improperly express myself. So I think that's very, very key. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up about being emotionally balanced because it's so important. Um, and especially like you said to these kids nowadays, because uh, it's going to sound kind of cool, but it's overly sensitive about things too. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah, because it really you're not are. having those things in the in check, you know, and right. really understanding those things. And, and that's, that's a very, very important to, to do. Um, and also, like I say about part of being a good man, of course, you know, like having those good characteristics and those qualities, but another thing is having very important morals that we live by on a day-to-day basis. Right. Uh, so right. for you, what are some of your most important morals that you live by? My most important morals is, uh, are um, to follow my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, by all means, follow my passion. Be the best version of myself that I can be. Um, uh, tr- and trust God timing. And lastly, believing in myself. That 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 is my morals every day. You know, because b- believing in myself gets me to, uh, which we're gonna tap into later, charting on mm-hmm. iTunes. You know what I'm saying? Believing in myself gets me to. Okay, I'm gonna get up in the morning. And I'm a, uh, I'm gonna make a song. It's gonna be a hit, whether it's a hit or not. I have to believe in myself, regardless. Because if I don't, right. if I don't, I never had that mindset of my song gonna be a hit, or I never had that mindset I'm gonna be where I want to be in five, ten years. I have to believe in myself. That where confidence comes from, not arrogance, but confidence. Mm-hmm. That's what I need, and that's what I want. And following my passion, if you if you follow your passion, doors will open to to other uh, opportunities in life. You know what I'm saying? You can follow if you don't follow your passion. You'll be following a work schedule. You'll be clocking in and out every single day, and, and that's how you're gonna live the rest of your life. But if you follow your passion and, and um, tap into what God gave you as a gift, whether it's uh, interviewing artists, whether it's singing, whether it's fighting, whether it's you know whatever it, it is, like if you follow your passion, you will never uh, feel like you work a day in your life because you will enjoy it every single day, like every single day. And people be people be like, man, you um you will, people be like. Man, bro, like, I just work hard today, man. I'm tired, bro. You know what I'm saying? You can tell they're unhappy because, like, 10 years ago, you was going to school with them. What was your passion, bro? I want to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Worry, 10 years later, you see them at Walmart every single day, you know, stacking boxes and getting money. But, you know, making you know, making money is good. We all need money. But uh, sometimes people think that they can bring you happiness. And if you work long enough for the job, it don't bring you no type of happiness. It may get you what you need and what you want, but it don't bring you happiness. And following your passion will not only get you what you need and what you want most of the times, but it also will bring you happiness. So that's why I follow my passion. And um, being the best version of myself is just simple. I can't be nobody else. I can't live for nobody else. I can't uh, wake up in the morning and say, I got to do this because my mom and dad want me to do this and all that. I can't do that. Not no more. 
uh, as a man, a black man, I have to be the best version of myself. I have to uh, stick to my morals. I have to stick to my characteristics and qualities of a good man. And I have to fight every day for what I believe in because if I don't fight for it, no no one else will. So um, being the best version of myself keeps that intact for me because I know one day I want to be uh, known as one of the best singers that ever lived. And not just that, I want to be one of the best positive role models that ever stepped foot on this earth. I want people to follow my lead and I want to pass the torch as well. So um, being the best version of myself will help me um, stick to that plan and goals for my future. And trust God, timing is just uh, one thing you have to do because I, I'm in this music industry, as an independent artist, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. And it's in the time and it's so questionable. You don't know when when you're gonna make a hit song. You don't you don't know when you're gonna get opportunities to perform at a place you wanna perform at or, or open up for a person you wanna open up for. But uh if you trust uh God's timing, I, I feel like um everything will happen when it's supposed to happen. Um like like uh Steve Harvey said, um if you live on on faith and hope street and God delivers your package, but you got uh so um impatient and you moved to um I don't know when it's coming avenue, you know what I'm saying your package is on faith and hope street, but you moved to another uh destination. Somebody else mm-hmm. got your package where you were supposed to get it yourself, but you were so impatient, you moved right, to right. I don't see it coming fast enough avenue. So it's like, you know, now you gotta wait, you know what I'm saying? Cause the, the, the God already gave you the blessing, he gave you the mm-hmm. gift, um, and the package is coming, but you can't know the package if, if you know if I know I'm gonna be a millionaire tomorrow. Do you think I would have did an interview with you? Right. If I'm gonna be a me, I'm not gonna. If I don't know what's gonna happen, that keeps me doing little stuff like this to keep building my character, keep expressing how I feel about um uh, situations in life, and, and and keep encouraging others to be better um better people every day. Because if I know I'm gonna be a man tomorrow, nine times out of ten, as a human being, I'm not gonna not gonna take time to uh give positive feedback to um to our younger generation and tell them how to how they post live or um how to listen to their parents and all that stuff because I wouldn't have time. I'd be spending money. Might be in Dubai the next, you know, the next morning. So I think not knowing what's going to happen uh, keeps you like, okay, I got to keep being better. I got to keep doing this because God timing is going to come. I don't know when, but if I keep doing what I'm doing, when it does come, I will have everything that I wanted to have in order. So when that time to get your blessing, you'll be good and you'll be well off. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's my morals. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and there's a lot of good ones there. I think, I think number one, like you said, is being the best version of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. It is it's something that we all need to get comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to be like this, be like somebody else, because they think that that's what success is supposed to look like, or that, that this is supposed to be like, but it's not, you know, being you and being true to yourself is the only way to really be happy. I mean, that goes along with following right. your passions too. You know, you, you don't let I've been through that myself. You know, I've let a lot of people put me down and deter me for doing things that I wanted to do. And it caused me a lot of pain and anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. sadness because I'm not being true to myself. I'm not being right. open. I'm not being real. I'm not utilizing all my talents and everything that I want to do. Um, and that, that just keeps you in, in depression. Yeah. You know, because you're always wondering what if I would have done this and what if I would have done that. Um, and also, um, is it, that you said that you don't know what's going to come. You know, you follow your passions and, and one of the things that I've read to another book is called The Secret, you know, and the law of attraction, yeah. all these things, and then things oh, that yeah. you attract yourself, which is so important. Um, and one of the things it says, when you're doing what you want, where you're supposed to, when you're doing what, what, what makes you happy, things start to come easily. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just starts to unfold, you know, without you, you don't really have to know the how, when, why, or what. It just mm-hmm. slowly starts to unfold. 
And that's something that I've learned firsthand a lot of things, but even more, like I said, doing this podcast and doing this show, you know, every week I'm, I'm opening up and I'm meeting new connections and new people and sitting down with different artists and people and expose myself to all this and just because I'm following what I want to do and doing something that I enjoy and I'm happy doing, um, which mm-hmm. led me to you, you know what I mean? Like, I know you, well, we live nowhere in the same, in the same state, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, through Instagram and all that stuff and seeing what I'm doing and, and wondering who I should be talking to and, and, and everything happens for a reason, like you said, too. And that's also, like you said, trusting God and knowing another thing is, is that, you know, we need to understand that our personal timeline is different from everybody else's. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just because so-and-so was rich at 20 years old doesn't mean that you're not going to be rich in your lifetime. It's not your time yet. You know, you got to go through different things. You got to learn different lessons. You got to mature. You got to build. And all these things that people say, like, oh, you know, God did me dirty because he gave me all these challenges and all these things. No, you're getting prepared. You know what I'm saying? He's molding. Uh, got to have right. that faith. Like you said, you just got to understand that, you know, uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I don't know if it was by Mother Teresa or not, but it just says, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. You know what I mean? Right. So you're right. always you're tested to you because you're strong enough to overcome that. You wouldn't be facing these challenges if there was no possibility to, to succeed. You're always exactly. going to succeed. You just got to go push through it and find your ways and have believe in yourself to be able to, to overcome those things. And it'll come. And that's the same thing, too. Like, everybody's timeline is different. Like, your moment of success is going to be different from everybody else's. You're never going to be late or early for anything that is for you. It is going to come the moment it needs to come at the time it needs to come for you in that moment. Right. Like you said, don't rush. Don't get excited. Don't, don't, you know, wish or have doubt because that's where we fail. You know, a lot of us, you know, we quit right before we're going to get there. right before so right before something amazing is gonna happen and i know we've seen that too you know like oh i was gonna go to this thing but i decided not to go and you meet the celebrity was supposed to be there and you missed Mm -hmm. your opportunity because you decided you didn't want to go yeah i mean usually you wouldn't you didn't want to buy that lottery ticket but you know what i'm saying the person right that bought it in front of you they won the money you should you know what i mean we can't Mm -hmm. give up on ourselves too early just got to keep pushing because we never know when that time is going to hit right Um, so so those are very 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 great uh, things that you mentioned man so i appreciate that um and, and, I, and, and like I said, a lot of these things is about having role models and positive influences in, in, in our right, lives. Right. And a lot of it starts with our dad. You know, for me, it's another reason, again, like starting this show for myself is because when I had my son, my son is now, he's about to be three in April. Um, you know, I have my daughter and it's very different teaching um, your daughter what to look for in a man and then teaching your son how to be a man and really right. be, although it's very important. And, and then we need to give more credit to having your fathers having our fathers in our lives you know right. because there is a there's a very important piece of the puzzle like our, our a parent can't make one kid by themselves you know what i'm saying it takes two people to make mm-hmm. them it takes two people to raise them mm-hmm. you know so um for for you when it comes to to your dad with your relationship what was your relationship with your dad like my, my relationship with my dad was uh is pretty it's pretty good when i was growing up my dad was always there every time i, I had a accomplishment in school anything he would be there Anytime I had to be disciplined in school, he would be there. He would play both both sides of that. And um, anytime I had to perform anything like that, if he couldn't go, you know, he he'll make sure I'm ready to go. You know, what I'm saying perform. Um, when I had when I played basketball, he was there. You know, what I'm saying so. My relationship with my dad was it was and is still how it's supposed to be, uh, for every for everybody. And um, I really appreciate I really appreciate him being in my life. Now we may come to disagreements. Uh, he, he may think I should be working uh, a nine to five job like he did. Cause we look, cause we come from two different generations. He came from the generation where you had to work every single day to get what you wanted and, and needed. I'll come to the generation where you don't have to work as hard. You just have to work smarter than everybody else. Cause Absolutely. technology, 
So so then we come and distribute that all the time because he don't know how to use technology, but I do. I don't know how to use a a, um, a rake as good as him. So it's like we come and distribute all the time, but at the same time, we get each other better off um, our two separate generations, you know, so. My, but my relationship with him is really good. You know, um, I'm really fortunate that I got a father and my, my dad has been a father to a lot of a lot of kids, you know, boy and girls. And I'm too young. I'm following the same footsteps. I'm a lot of uh, role, mo- uh, role model, big brothers, father likes to a lot of kids and other people, too. So it's like his relationship, relationship with him uh, made me um, build relationships with other young kids that don't have a father. So it's like it was good, bro. Really good. No, and I like how you mentioned that too. Like you said, uh, you know, technology is different. You know, like back then they had to work hard, you know, and now right. we just got to work smart. And um, I, I was blessed that my father saw that early for me, man. Because, um, and I've said this story with a couple of times with other people, but my dad, was a, my dad is a mechanic, a retired mechanic, you know, and of course, you know, you see your dad and you want to kind of follow in his footsteps, you know. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to try to learn mechanics and try to be a mechanic. And he never really, taught me much you know the basics but he really didn't go into detail and never really wanted to me to get too involved and um you know one day I got upset with him and I called him out on it you know I was like you know how come you don't want to show me this stuff and he sat me down he was like look at me look how dirty I am my hands are all beat up in calluses I'm covered in oil all this dirt like this is not the life I want for you you're gonna make money with your brain not your hands Mm-hmm. And, and and when he said that to me, I was like, "Wow!" You know, it was a, it was like a light bulb moment, and I started like hustling and grinding, just being smart with with that. That's a lot of things for him, you know. Like when when Next Tells was out, I was doing custom ringtones and selling them out of the house. And you know, when Netflix started, I was getting DVDs, burning master copies and bootlegging DVDs. And you know what I mean, like yeah, I was grinding see. and learning how to to work very very smart. You know, and a funny thing one one time, my my uh, my brother in law, he was a uh, he was trying to crack jokes on me. He was like, oh, man, your hands, they're so soft. They're not rough like a man's hands and this, that, or whatever. Yeah. And I said, okay. So I said, you know, what do you do for a living, right? He said, you know, I'm, he, he was a window cleaner at the time. So I'm like, all right, so you hand it outside of a wind at these buildings high up in the air. And how much they pay you an hour? He was like, they pay me $18 an hour. I said, okay, cool. I sit behind a desk and I make 30 yeah, I mean, like, so I'm just, yeah, yeah. it was a you whole different, it's a whole different, he's like, oh, you got to go, I was like, you wanted to play that game, bro, like, you wanted to get involved, but, you know, and I credit that to to my father, um, having that faith in me and teaching that and me at a very young age, and that's again, a very important reason why we have our diaries in life, to teach us, to guide right. us, to, you know, be there for us, um, you know, um, uh, and and I'm curious to see like with with your, with your dad, you know, what was his relationship with his father, was he around often, or was he, was he different, mm-hmm. or what? He was in the military actually, but he was around um early part of my dad's be. life. Yeah, and you know, like he like my, my granddad had the first um black owned store where oh, I'm at. Nice. Yeah, right, right where I'm at. And matter of fact, we turned that store into a house for other people to live in. So it's like, yeah, we did that. Um, but he was around, um, but he died at an early age in my dad's life. Like he was like twelve on my own. His dad died. So oh, wow. you know, you know, just being uh, I guess just seeing me around him, because I got a brother. Mm-hmm. But if you ask my dad today, you know, dad, who's your, you know, you know, kids ask their dad all the time, who's your favorite child? And he, he'll say me because it's like, you see the smart and the intelligence inside me. He sees the, the heart, you know, that I have for my family, like he had for his inside me. And none of my siblings got that heart, you know, like I got it for my family. Like I will make sure everybody in my family is straight. And if I, if I can't do it, I find a way to do it. And that's, and that's what I got from him, making sure everybody's straight before I am straight. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's that's uh, that's how his father was. That's how he is, and 
Nine times out of ten, that's how I'm gonna be for the rest of my life. Making sure people around me can eat, making sure people around me is uh can uh, succeed, and just I mean, just being a father to a lot of people that don't didn't have that experience. So that's what I do now. Yeah, no, and the reason I asked for that, because like, yeah, I, mean, I noticed so you said your dad was always there for you as much as he could for you, you know, like graduations and all those things mm-hmm. and all those events. Um, and I'm, by doing this show, I've, I've come to realize that a lot of men who are like that is because their dads weren't there as often as much as they want to. So they kind of overcompensate with their kids. And, you know, understand that mm-hmm. your grandfather being in the military, of course, they have very strict schedules and they're they're off yeah. away at a time and they, they can't be there as much as they want to be. Um, and also, unfortunately, that he passed away when your dad was so young. Um, mm-hmm. you know, which is why I can see again, you know, why as your dad, you know what, as I, when I'm going to be a dad, I'm going to be there for my kids as much as I possibly can. So it's, it's still kind of in that trend. And I'm seeing that quite often because even for me, like my, even though my dad lived in the same house with me and he was there for me, um, you, you know, at home for me, he never went to any of my graduations none of my, you know, concert choir performances, you know, drama shows, nothing. He never went, you know, it just wasn't his thing. He just never went. Um, and that made me feel some sort of way about that. So, you know, I noticed with my kid, with my daughter, like I'm there as much as I can. Like I've decided to even be a stay at home dad, you know, like I do, mm-hmm. well, I make my own business from home. I'm doing my pilot thing so I could be at home and be with my kid as much as possible so they could see me 24 seven to right. overcompensate for what I lacked, you know, mm-hmm. so why I brought that up and then seeing the trend continue. Um, and, and I know you say, you know, your dad being there for you so much and, and teaching a lot of things. Um, and as far as that always being for your family, what else is something or a big thing that you learned from your dad? Now, what I learned from, I learned two things um, from my dad. The good thing I learned from my dad is to have faith in what you want to do. Um, put in, you got to put in some work to get what you want to get. And, um, and like I say, trust God, Tom, and I got that from him, you know, seeing him patient, you know what I'm saying, waiting for uh our house to be built and for us to move into another house and I live with my grandma stuff like that so I I learned that from God time and having faith and putting in some work the other thing that I learned from him that's not so good was uh um when I wanted to do music uh he didn't have my back as much you know what I'm saying because like I say we come from two different generations you know it's a waste mm-hmm. of time it won't work as you think it's going to work and he grew up listening to uh, Sam Cook and uh, Temptations and all them great oh, soul singers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like when um when I charted um on um iTunes chart, which everybody thought was like fake at first. It was like, man, how you chart on iTunes? You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like I say, you got to know somebody to be somebody sometimes. So I know a lot of people in the industry, and I charted my song, and it was number sixty six out of two hundred, and it was right uh right before. Sam Cook song, which is still charting to this day, you know what I'm saying? But my song right before that Sam Cook song, I showed my dad that, and that opened his his mind and eyes to another way. He said, that's Sam Cook right there. So I was like, yeah, that's my song on top of his. His Sam Cook song was number 67 at the time. My <laughs> song was number 66. He was like, well, how you, what you got to do with Sam Cook? How you know? I was like, no, I don't know Sam Cook. He's good for, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, this is what I want to do. Dad. This is music. And I said, you know, I wish, you know what I'm saying, that you gave me a lot of support with this. I wish you and mom did, but the fact that you didn't, you motivated me to learn the business more. And mm-hmm. so I can get a lot out of this stuff. So when I have kids and my whatever my kids want to do, I'm going to be 1,000% behind them because y'all wasn't 1,000% behind me. So I got to be 1,000% behind them because it'll make it way more easier and way less stressful for them. I have anxiety and stress already, you know what I'm saying, doing music by myself as an independent artist, but it's good thing I have a good girl, uh, girlfriend that helps me, aids me when I need it. Uh, 
and that sometimes I have some good uh, friends that aid me when I need it. So that's that's good. But, you know, but that's what I learned from him, the good and the bad, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like having a father is good. But if, if that father is not uh, pushing you to do what you, you know what I'm saying, what you think you can, you should do with your life, then sometimes it could be bad. Like, you, I lack confidence when it comes to, when I came to, when I came to uh, sports and stuff, I lack confidence because he never gave me the confidence. Mm-hmm. I lack, um, I lack a lot of stuff in life that I should have had, but just by my father not giving me, giving me that extra boost and that extra uh, uh, foundation to have confidence in myself, I couldn't, I couldn't find that confidence until now. It took me years to find it, but I, I found it. I found that confidence, and it came from other role models like Will Smith, LeBron James, stuff like that. Stuff mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. had to go out and go find that confidence somewhere, and I found right. it. You know, but that don't that don't make me uh, hate my dad or nothing like that. But of course, of them. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, when I have kids, I got to give them that confidence. Because if you have that confidence in an early age, you could do a lot. A lot, bro. It's like, you could do a whole lot with a, uh, in an early age. Because um, I know you heard of John Morant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from soccer. He's from like 30 minutes from where I'm from. And I actually oh, ran into John Morant. Yeah, I ran into John Morant a couple times um, at the mall. And he came to my school and killed my school in basketball. But he was in high school. <laughs> but to see, to see how his dad uh not only uh he his dad criticized him a lot because he knew he was gonna be an NBA player and but his dad gave him a bunch of confidence like son you can do this in life son you can do whatever you want to do no matter who say what you know what I'm saying John Morant dad gave him that my dad didn't give me that you know what I'm saying so I could have been a lot further in life than I am now but the fact that I didn't have that extra confidence from my my support which is my father you know I kind of quit a lot of music when I should have kept going the whole time you know what I'm saying so that's what I learned from my father. Yeah, no, it's 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 wild that you mentioned that because again, number one, like I said, they, they, our parents are gonna make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Nobody's right. perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our parents, as I what I've learned as I was getting older, and now as a parent myself, is that we're always learning too as parents. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we right. gotta try to learn, and, and 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 you know, what worked for us isn't gonna work for our kids because they're whole different individuals. They're whole different kind of people, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a very very tricky. Um, way to go about those things but to one like i shared like you know i remember one one moment um you know my me and my mom my mom was always there for me my biggest supporter stuff like that and i love my mom to death and um one, one time you know i forgot what we were arguing about or something was going on and um and i was asking my mom i was like you don't have faith in me and she just straight up just said no i don't and that just rocked my world man and ever since then like and, and you know I, I talked to her about it and you know what i mean i know she 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 feels bad for saying it. she says she don't remember it but yeah, I mean, like, I know it went down. Um, mm-hmm. But because of that, you know, I'm always trying to prove her that I'm capable of doing something, you know. So she comes mm-hmm. to me, and, like, when I'm stressing out, like that, she's like, why don't you come ask me for help? Because I don't want you to think that I can't do it on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's always sitting in the back of my mind. Like, that's just like, well, why Why don't you just come? I was like, because I don't want. I only, if I absolutely have to, if I, like, have no other choice, absolutely no one, I will come to you. But because right. of that conversation, like, I need to prove you that I could do this on my own. You know, so so that's one thing that kind of stuck to me out of that conversation. But on the other flip side, too, you know, recently um, with my dad, as I was doing this, um, you know, just starting my podcast and things going on, I had to um, meet up with him because he's going to do some work on my car or something. Um, and I was like, hey, dad, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I got to cancel, man. There's there's an event that I need to go that I really want to go to. I'm trying to meet some people and try to, you know, get, you know, mm-hmm. get somewhere with my podcast and something like that. So I'm just going to he's like, all right, cool. Do what you got to do. Um, and I'm glad that I went to that event because I met um with uh with Bobby Valentine, he's a baseball mm-hmm. legend, and um you know he's also running for the mayor of Connecticut. I was able to get him on my show. He agreed to be on my show, so I did an interview oh, with man. him. 
like 15 right. episodes in very starting you know what i mean like very early uh-huh. in um you know and then the next day my dad had called me and he was like you know how did everything at the event go you know and i was like oh it went great you know i met bobby valentine he's gonna be on my show and, and he's like you know I'm, I'm i'm happy you know what i mean i want to make sure that you're successful in your career and he never referred to anything that I did as a career, except for this, which meant the world to me because it's something I'm passionate about. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. it, you know, I was working at Cablevision. That was my job. You know, I, I was working at Cleaning Pools. That was a job, you know, and he's like, how's your job going? But this specifically, like, you know, this is for your career. It was mm-hmm. something that I knew he had a lot of faith in me and going. So it's another thing that I don't want to let down because really my, my first episode that I did, you know, this is about that. So that was a tribute to him was on his birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. I had him listen to that and I did that live for him. And, and that was really emotional touch for him. So for him to refer to it as a career gave me even more confidence, you know, how me oh, boost yeah. and really kept me going. Like, you know what? I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I can make oh, a believer yeah. out of him, I can make a believer out of anybody. Out of anybody help. You know, so so okay. it's very important. Like, you know, like I said, our dads are, are I know they 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 mean well. And then they're just learning. And like you said, you know, just because, you know, he 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 didn't have that confidence for you at the beginning, you proved him wrong. And now that he sees he's there for you, support for you and stuff like that. And it just takes time. You just got to. Like, like we said before, we can't give up. You know, we just got to keep right. following our passion and keep pushing what we're doing. So, so that, that's, that's crazy. Um, and, and being into music and stuff like that, how, how did you get into music? You know, how did you find your path in this? I got into music like any other uh, great singer in, that came from South Carolina. Uh, being in church, singing at a young age, playing drums, uh, being around the music, being around gospel music, that is, just being around it all my young life. And um, see, I wanted to play sports. I wanted to play sports so bad because I wanted to be like everybody else in school. But I couldn't do it as well as everybody else could in school. So yeah. I knew uh, I knew I had to. I knew I had a gift. I just didn't, I didn't know what it was. I actually turned to boxing. I tried uh, actually training in the UFC. I tried martial arts. I tried a lot of things to, like, I got to, what is my gift? You know, so I knew I was passionate about something because I had a, like, got a lot of passion. And I always had visions of seeing me uh in front of a lot of people just didn't know what I was doing and um so like and when I was younger in school I was I didn't have a lot of confidence in school um I didn't talk a lot I didn't do anything but the only thing I knew I loved doing in school was listening to music so like my ninth year year uh, which was like four or five years ago I did my first song at my friend's studio and I had everybody in school listen to it and it was like, they was like, yo, this is a nice hook, man. You were doing the hook. That's you? I said, yeah, that's me. And I said, man, I didn't know you could have seen, bro. I said, well, I ain't put it. I, said, I really ain't know that either. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right, like, right. So it's like, now I got to wait till I can express myself. Now I got to wait so I can feel good about myself in high school. Because in high school, man, you know, you can, it can be, you can be real, it could be real lonely in high school. Well, if you're absolutely. not doing what everybody else is doing. Absolutely. So it was like, when I did my music and I, and I saw a lot of people started, um, not supporting it, like not supporting it. It wasn't supporting it, but they was tuning into it. They was like, hey man, that don't sound good. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, I didn't know you did that. So it's like people start gathering. And that's when I started, be- um, that's when I stopped being a follower. Uh, so I stopped turning to games and start turning to uh, um, other stuff, like trying to be, you know, best friends with the, the biggest guy in school with sports and, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, and stop trying to chase girls all every time. So that's when I just started. Uh, chasing my music so when I started chasing my music in school um I built a buzz for myself in school before I graduated and that's when I knew for sure music is for me the hardest part to keep the music going was you know money money for sure uh and as a young man I didn't 18 yet it's kind of hard to make money because you can't back in the day you couldn't really well not back in the day but 
years ago before COVID, you couldn't really get a job at 16, 17, like you, like they, like you can now. So right, it's right. like it was hard to try to get money. So you know, I just kept, you know, I had a MacBook the school gave us, you know what I'm saying? I kept it four years throughout my high school year and I kept making music every single day after school. I ain't even did homework. I just did music. And uh, I just kept doing that, kept doing that. And I kept posting on SoundCloud every single day. If I come to school, I got to, I, I know I got to post something on SoundCloud. You know, you got, you know, it might not sound perfect, but I got to post something. I got to show these cats I can keep going. Like, they can keep going with their sports and keep going, whatever they do. And um, that's when I, and then um, music opened the door for me to actually um, to uh, hang with a bunch of people that didn't have nobody to hang with. You know what I'm saying? So when I started school, I was like the quiet person, the lonely person trying to fit in, trying to be a gangster like everybody else. And then three years later, I kept become a senior. I'm hanging with everybody you know, from, from, from the kids that don't have friends, from the kids that don't have fathers, from the kids that have jumps in school, or from the cheerleaders that uh, be looked at every time in school. So I, I brung in my past few years, I think the biggest thing I accomplished with music was I brought everybody together. And I had to, and then my songs now, I let people know. No matter who you are or where you're from, you know what I'm saying? You can do anything. And, and if you don't have friends, it's okay. If you follow your passion, sometimes others may follow your footsteps and follow your your um follow you while you're following your passion. And that's when you create friends or create associates, whatever you want to call them. And that's what I did. I just created a bunch of uh friends in my circle where we all interact with each other now it wasn't just about me because of my music it wasn't just about uh johnny because he played football it was about everybody how's your day going you know what i'm saying um and when i did that i felt way better graduating school and i knew if i can bring people together with music in high school i know i can bring people together in the world doing music so that's when i kept going and i, I, I quit a couple times but i i, I always came back I always came back and I came back stronger than ever when I always came back. So that's how I got into music, just by trying to have a way to uh, express myself and trying to have a way for everybody to be together without feeling lonely. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, everybody got problems, you know what I'm saying? Right, but, right. Some, but in my music, I express my problems that made others like, oh, I feel his pain. I'm going through the same thing. I'm like, come talk to me about it. Yeah, talk to me about it. And, and, and to this day, I still have that same thing like people talk to me every day about their problems like what should i do how can i do this how can i gain friends or how can i put drugs down and and on uh, and, and start finding another way to express my feelings and um, get over my pain so that's what i do now outside of music you know what i'm saying just interact with people help other people make people problems my problems and that's how i make good music to be honest with you yeah, because number one, like we said before, uh, early on in this conversation is about being able to listen, which is to huge other people and exposing yourself to everybody else and having that open mind. Um, and also, like you said, two of the things important to the young generation is that we see in high school, yeah, high school is rough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You, you got to feel like trying to figure yourself out and figure out the world and all these different things. And, and you know, you're trying to fit in. But, but the most important thing that I think people really need to start going by, which social media has made it a lot easier in this aspect is just be yourself and people like you will attract or will come to you you know what i mean right. don't don't try to fit yourself where you don't belong because you're going to be put in situations you don't want to be in doing things you don't want to do with people you don't even like right you know? and as you stay true to yourself like you did it for yourself you know people will come to you they'll they'll deal from all different walks of life you know like you said from the mm -hmm. football players to the, to the to the to the people sitting at, at the nerds table or whatever you want to call it and stuff that mm -hmm. people will come together because you're being you you're being unique 
And one thing, even for myself, is that I've always followed people or was drawn to people who were not afraid to be themselves. Exactly. You know, one of my favorite people, and it's going to seem it's kind of crazy, is Dennis Rodman. Because yeah, oh, yeah. he was just so himself. He didn't care what anybody else thought, what anybody else did. You know what I mean? Dennis was being Dennis and being happy. Um, and, like, you know, you could look back on his life and seeing all the things that he've accomplished, being, you know, an NBA champion, you know, yeah. marrying Madonna, being friends with a leader of North Korea. <laughs> like, you know yeah, I mean? that's crazy. So wild what you can do when you are just authentically you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I've always been drawn about people and things like that. So I think that's a, one thing that, you know, everybody needs to learn and be comfortable with is really number one, mastering yourself, really knowing yourself and being in totally in love with yourself. Like I told my daughter today, like baby, fall in love with yourself before anybody else. Yeah. I mean, because once you fall in love with yourself and you know everything that you like and you do like and stuff like that, people will come to you and you're being genuine and you'll always be happy. You know what I mean? Like if you really love you, you'll always be happy. Nothing can ever get in your way. You'll never feel lonely, man. Absolutely. You'll never feel lonely. Absolutely. Um, and, and being in music and stuff, and like, as you know, you mentioned Sam Cooke and stuff, but uh, and people in the church, but who do you, who was your biggest influence when it comes to music or in your career? My biggest influence was uh, Michael Jackson, uh, mm. Tupac, Tupac and, um, and um, got during uh, NWA. That was my biggest influence. Beautiful mix right there. <laughs> my, Michael Jackson, simply because of that voice, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. He 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 helped uh listen to his music helped me create my own sound, you know what I'm saying? Not sound like nobody that I can I can't even uh compare myself. I'm glad you asked that question interview because I can't compare myself to nobody because my sound is so authentic and it's so different from other people. That's why I love Michael Jackson. That's where I got it from. That's why I got the idea from having my own sound. Tupac is how confident he is, how outspoken he is. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and you you can tell Tupac he got a bad song, he'll never believe you because that's how much confident he got. And you can tell Tupac to be quiet, but he never can because he's so outspoken. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I, I love that about Tupac. NWA is simply the attitude, the swagger. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 uh, the way that they um, um, made other people, like the, I think NWA was the, one of the first rappers to actually have uh, white white fans. You know what I'm saying? Coming to hip hop, you know, because, you know, everybody else would, you know, talk about which was everything they did was not in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know today that, you know, if they could reflect on it, there's, there's a lot of things they would have did different. But now that you think about it, I mean, look what they did, though. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. They, I mean, they freaking drawn uh, audiences that I don't think would have even been possible if they didn't do it. <laughs> you know, they just. Yeah. And they I brought that gangster rap to a whole different thing. I mean, onto the media. They were interviewing interviews on news channels. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were just yeah. so pop because, again, they were just so uniquely themselves um, and being so real about it that they were able to, again, just, just connect with so many different people. Yes, bro. It's it crazy. You, know, you got, the, you know, you got people in uh in high places in um, politics talking about your music. And, mm-hmm. and like, and what Easy always said, um, Good publicity is all, and I mean, all publicity is good publicity. You know what I'm saying? Easy always say that, said that, and 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 to this day, I'm I still think people are still playing their music to this day because it's just a swagger. And in the in the first, uh, um, I don't, I'm not too fond of gangster rap nowadays, but you know, but if you play some gangster rap, you got to play them that old gangster rap when it was real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. You know, that's why NWA uh, was definitely a big influence. It's just the swagger and the new generation that they brought with them. 
you know, that's that's my own influences in music and people. Yeah, definitely. And and one thing is, Tupac too is also one of my favorite favorite artists of all time, um, because of his versatility, you know, and everything that yeah. he was about. You know, he he would come out with a diss song like hit him up but then he also mm. had brenda had a baby you know what i'm saying mm. and and you know he's just such a, a a beautiful storyteller and and, and a genuine poet you know he was yeah. just so smart and tactical about everything that he did and just that that too you know he exude confidence on a level that people have never seen before and that's why why people just were so drawn to him as well because of that confidence that just he believed he couldn't be stopped. He was going to be great at anything he touched, and he was. Right. He really was. He really was. And he would not leave the studio until it's... It can, and nothing, nothing can be perfect, but he would not leave the studio until it's right. You know what I'm saying? So I love that work ethic he got, too. So, so yeah, definitely, man. So, so and, and into music, too, and I'm, I'm glad because you also sent me a little clip here and stuff. So um, I'm about to run that down for us, but just give us a little breakdown of this clip I'm about to play that you sent me, what this song is about, Um, you know, what does it mean to you, and what do you want people to get out of it? Uh, the, uh, the song is um, basically, um, Lord, I'm praying for an answer. And, and, and during that time, uh, COVID was really heavy and a lot of people were dying and a lot of things around America was uh, in the uproar uh, with um, everything was going on with the uh, George Floyd, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I mm-hmm. felt like that gospel song, which was really good, I felt like it was the time to put it out and not only just put it out and make a video behind it and, um, and put it in the R&B and hip hop style. You know what I'm saying? To have, you know, everybody can listen, anybody can listen to it. And if you're in church, you can listen to it. If you're in the street, you can listen to it. If you love R&B, you can hear my vocals in it. And um, it just means to me that um, we need help. And Lord, we need help. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I wasn't afraid to actually make a song saying, Lord, um, um, Lord, I'm praying for an answer. Because we all praying for answers. We all have questions in life that we do not have the answer to. And some of us is too big and too proud to go to God and ask. So, uh, I felt like if I made it in the song, I would make it easy for them to go to God and ask um, God for help. You know what I'm saying? The video was that in my church, my home church where I live at now in Manor, South Carolina. Um, I felt like showing, um, when you see it, you'll see me in street clothes and you'll see me in, um, in uh, nice church clothes. You know what I'm saying? That's just basically showing that no matter who you are, where you are, where you're from or where you're going, you always going to need God help. You always going to need answers from God. So that's what why I went with that and it did pretty well with 12 maybe I think 12,000 um, views on YouTube it gained me 500 subscribers after I started my whole YouTube channel over so nice. it, it went it, it went really well and I'm and I'm still working on um advertising it and all and that and doing all that so yeah all right perfect so this is called Lord I'm praying right sir mm-hmm. Lord I'm praying yes sir all right cool so we're gonna put that right now man thank you all right In my press, in my thoughts, I'm losing sight, I'm feeling lost Pick me up when I'm down, I know you're here, they not around, God I know you're here, they not around, no You're my friend when I need you You always there when I need you You always answer when I call you yeah. Lord, I'm praying for an answer Wow good song bro to this day i still listen to it to this day bro no definitely man it's a very very powerful message and i think um you know it's important to have faith in something yeah i mean mm-hmm. a lot of people uh you know if if, if, if you want to pray to god a lot or, or whoever it might be something mm-hmm. like that it's mm-hmm. important to have 
that 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 higher respect for for a higher being and stuff like that knowing somebody got your back and having that belief and having that faith because that's always going to help you push yourself forward and really keep yourself together i think a lot of us um you know lack that you know and and, then you know just wonder or only you know go to that when we really want something you know or we're praying that we need something but it needs to be all-encompassing you know for the good the bad you know Mm -hmm. you know everything you know I think it's one of the important things that I, that, I, that I preach to my daughter and I'm preaching to a lot of these kids is too, is you need to master the art of gratitude. Right. I mean, you need to be grateful for everything that you have, for being able to wake up in the morning and have a roof over your head. To, you know, everybody has something to be grateful for day in and day out, um, right. which is something that, and it goes back to, like you said, you know, um, time to your girl, having a very strong woman with you, right? Because my wife mm-hmm. is an amazing woman and and, and the, just the best part of it I could, I could you know, I've always told her that, um, you know, she's physically everything I ever wanted and emotionally mm-hmm. everything I ever needed. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, so That's a good one right there, bro. You know, so That's I tell it all the time. And and especially I've seen that when it comes to our kids because she's, she's amazing with her daughter. One thing that she started and that we do every night now is that before my daughter goes to bed, she got to tell us what she's grateful for that day. You know, what today exactly. happened that you're grateful for. You know, and she understands that. So we're really trying to instill that art of gratitude at a very early age, because the more you're grateful, the more you'll be able to receive good things. You know what I'm saying? If you really appreciate what you have, then more things will come to you. If you don't appreciate it, then you're not going to get anything. You know, if you want to say that's God, you know, holding against you, whatever, you need to be grateful for every moment that you have on this earth, because the, the, the odds of you actually being a person and being alive are astronomical. So you need to be appreciated that and know that you are special because again, like if you ever think that you're not special, that look up the odds it takes for you to be born and you'll see how outrageous that number is, you know, yeah. what I mean? to be understanding what, what that really means to you. Um, oh yeah. So definitely a very, very beautiful song. And I think that's something that, you know, definitely uh, I'll, I'll put the link on here so people can go and watch that and the whole video and listen to the whole song for that, because it's something that's, that's a very beautiful song. I actually watched it a couple times myself um, the whole video. Um, so it's a very, very amazing song. Um, you know, I'm glad that you put that out. And speaking of gratitude, right, and things that we're happy about and, and so uh, grateful for, for you, what do you think has been the biggest accomplishment so far in your career? What are you most grateful for for your career so far? The biggest accomplishment in my career was when I charted in March um, on iTunes chart list because um, I felt like that was never possible to do. I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know it was going to be – I didn't even know it could be done. And so I talked to the right person about it and I um, invested in it and I, I took a chance and um, it was a big chance, you know, um, but I took a chance and it, it, like I say, it went, I didn't expect it to go top, what, top 70, you know, because it's 200 songs on R&B chart list and Rod Wave just dropped this um, album, um, not Rod Wave, on um, The Weeknd just dropped his album right before mm-hmm. the Super Bowl and, and stuff like that. So it's like, I was like, oh yeah, and then her dropped her album. So it's like, oh yeah, the chances are very slim from even charting. But like I said, you know, I still had a little faith. It wasn't a lot, but I had a little faith. Um, and it charted number 66. And um, I'm really grateful about that. And I'm graceful and um, about the things that, that didn't go so well. You know what I'm saying? You've got, you, you got to be grateful for things you, you got and have, but you got to be graceful for the things that didn't go so well because it could have been worse. So um, I'm, I'm definitely grateful about being charted number 66. And, um, and I know for sure I'm going to chart again soon. Yeah, no, definitely keep doing what you're gonna do, and you're gonna be out there just, just, 
consistency is key, man. That's something that we got. And anything that you do is being consistent because you don't know what's going, what's going to be next. Your next song could be the, the next biggest hit in the world. You know what I mean? You just don't know, know, but you can't quit. You can't quit. Um, so as we as we wind it down here, man, and, and um, you know, I appreciate your time you sitting here for me. I got two last questions for you. So, um, number one, what do you think has been the best advice you've ever received? Oh, uh, man. You, the best advice I ever seen, I actually wrote this down. You can't get advice on what you should do with your life because nobody knows um, who you are or what you are. You know what I'm saying? Only you know. And you got to take your shot in life. You have to take your shot because if you, um, you, I know everybody heard the saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take your shot in life, whether it's with music, whether it's with podcasts or interviewing that that uh um that gold platinum artist, or whether it's basketball, whether it's football, I don't care what it is, you have to take that shot in life and go for it. You know what I'm right, saying? Because right. you only you only live once, you know what I'm saying? There's no coming back from this. Uh, after you die, there's no coming back. So when you live in um that you have a born a born date, you have an end date, but in that dashes and that dash on your tombstones what's gonna have everything that you did in life and that's what they're going to talk to you about talk about you at your funeral they're going to talk about that dash and if you filled it up with good things the things you did around the world and your community you're going to have a great funeral but if you never did nothing you know what i'm saying even i think you would be sad in heaven if you never did nothing so it's like you gotta you gotta take your shot i i, I love that man the dash that that is very i never thought about it that way man that is that is a beautiful way yeah. to think about it man that's crazy um yes sir thank thank you for that um Wow. Uh, and then lastly, then, um, as again, we're looking at the younger generation and people that are coming up after us or something and everything, you know, what is one piece of advice you would like to give them? I wrote this down, too. Um, well, I know people are looking for me and looking at me for inspiration, looking at me for leadership, looking at me for um, is he going to crack under pressure or how long is going to take for him to uh, make that hit song and all that, you know, saying the good and the bad and is, is this is his song is not good enough his song is good enough and he's going through all the crit, uh, criticism in life with what I do um but um one thing that my our young generation in the next should know that you have to continue to have your vision um you have to keep your vision you have to have tunnel vision and you have to focus and don't get distracted in life because uh, uh, I'm gonna say this um I could easily I could have easily got distracted in life with the people I used to hang with and in mm-hmm. the situations that I was was involved in, but if I never had that tunnel vision I have now, I mean, goodness gracious, this I, this interview wouldn't even be possible. I would have been probably clocking in somewhere. Like I said, I would have been clocking in somewhere. Um, not, I'm not saying it's a waste of time clocking in somewhere, but it's not no, absolutely not what I'm supposed to be doing. So you know, having a tunnel vision uh, just kept opportunities like having you interview me or. Um, having a chance to perform right at the Charlotte Hornets Arena, outside of Charlotte Hornets Arena in, um, in October. Right. You know what I'm saying? So having that tunnel vision is just amazing. They come with the good and the bad, but you, it, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's not um, it's not God or it's not life's job to keep you focused. Uh, it's your job to stay focused. You got to have, mm-hmm. you got to have obstacles. You got to have um, um, sticks and stones thrown at you. You have to have that. Because you know, in uh, stress, you have to have that too. Because let me tell you, you that stuff right there builds you to be the person that you are destined to be in the future. Uh, when you're back against the wall, um, when you fold, 
or will you not fold? You know what I'm saying? Or when your children come to you and ask for advice, and you have the advice for them, or would you not have the advice for them? You know what I'm saying? So to this generation that we have now in the next, you gotta stay focused on your, on you and your vision. Cause it's everything out there. They got everything out to distract you. Every single thing from scams, to guns, to drugs, to sex, to whatever the, the case social media. Be, the social media, you have to stay focused. You know, I say I could have easily used social media to uh um to an advantage to actually be negative, but I mm-hmm. but I chose to use it to stay positive. And right, right, right. And right now, and like, like last week, I told my girls like I said, "Yo, babe, like I'm actually growing a fan base down here over here." You know what I'm saying? Like, I have people behind me, so it's like in a positive way, and I'm just doing everything positive. I had I didn't have to do anything negative to um gain listeners or streams or be charted i had to do anything negative so like i say generation to um today and the next generation stay focused on your vision be authentic uh be the best version of yourself you can be you know what i'm saying you get blessed more like that you know what i'm saying you make life easier mm-hmm. like that as well and you happier <laughs> and you happier. Are happier so um well thank you so much man i really appreciate your time i appreciate all your your words of wisdom your, your advice yes, um, um especially man that dash man that that, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that really stuck out to me man so um oh, well yeah. thank you so much man i really appreciate you taking the time um and everybody out there as i always say man no matter who you are no matter what you've done your big brother loves you stay blessed right, right.